love hitting the highway? It's time now for Road Trips Australia with the Dark. Broadcasting through Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. There's a Top Parks holiday for every family budget. Plus, become a Top Parks G'day Rewards member and save even more. Visit topparks.com.au. G'day and welcome to the latest edition of Road Trips Australia, an Aussie travel podcast produced by Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. Every week we go into detail of Australian road trips and the attractions along the way, the must-do stop-offs, tips and information as well. We'll also put the spotlight on caravan parks located either during the road trip or at the final destination, the facilities, the services you can expect and the accommodation options from caravan and camping sites to on-site cabins and a whole lot more. This week, we are off on a Tassie road trip from Hobart to Cockle Bay. Vic Woodman will have a detailed look of what is one of the must-do locations that you should have on your bucket list. I'll also take a look at the Discovery Park Hobart, which is not only very impressive, but tailored for the Tasmanian road traveller. So if you love heading off in a motorhome, you love caravanning camping or just getting in the car and taking off you will love road trips australia you too can be a part of it just by sending me an email just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on email the duck let's kick things off with our theme song that we do every week adam harvey nine which is highway number one it's our theme song we believe he wrote this one for us and uh, if you haven't got it yet you certainly need to do that and uh, we kick off every week with this one highway number one by adam harvey Highway number one goes on forever Once you hit the road it never ends Just ask anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you'll go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, camper van, get there anywhere you can I'll see you out on highway number one It starts off with a strange uneasy feeling You're doing things outside the old routine Instead of reading better homes and gardens You're getting lost in travel magazines Then one day you wake up humming on the road again That's when you know it's time to go Highway number one goes on forever Once you hit the road it never ends Just ask anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, caravan, get there any way you can I'll see you out on highway number one The rhythm of the road's a song of freedom Looking through your windscreen at the world Every night there's new stars on the ceiling And a big backyard to greet at every turn The next thing you 
thinking as you face the road ahead I wish I'd known years ago Savannah Way, Great Northern, Northwest Now you're in WA, head down the south The west and then the south goes in the air Oh, 15,000 pays all up and hey You're still not there Highway number one goes on forever Once you hit the road, it never ends Just ask anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you'll go around again don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, camper van, get there any way you can I'll see you out on highway number one North, south, east, west, on the road with no address When you're out on highway number one that song Highway Number One and I've got to tell you it's as if Adam Harvey wrote that song just for us and if you're a fan of Adam Harvey's and you like country music you certainly need a little bit of a bit of overflow of music there you certainly need to catch up with Country Picks and we just had a little bit of Country Pick for you there but uh, catch up with um, Adam Harvey and myself each week on Country Picks which is a uh, a fantastic um, a new uh, podcast that we are doing so if you like your country music you certainly will enjoy listening to Country Picks don't forget if you want to be a part of this you certainly can do that you just go to uh, bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on um, email the ducks pretty simple bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on the duck and uh, we certainly do enjoy the feedback there in the meantime we're going to go to Vic Widman because Vic Widman's going to tell us all about our road trip this week which is from Hobart to Cockle Bay and he's on the line Vic Widman g'day Oh, g'day, Duck. How are you, mate? Wow, isn't it? Isn't it great to be free? Well, well Vic, I've got, I've got a little, I've got a little confession to make on this week's podcast. I'm actually looking over the ocean at the moment. Well, you've been sent out on a boat by the wife with a one-way ticket. No, not not exactly. But I can tell you that um, I can tell you that uh, no, we're just away and uh, doing a little bit of work. So I'm staying up at the coast and brought the gear with me and uh, got a makeshift studio up here in the van. How good is it? <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great, mate. That's great. And yeah. um, I'm looking forward to get away the next couple of days as well. Yeah. I think the whole of Australia is looking forward to getting away. Yeah, I've got to say, it's only for two days, and it was very funny because I brought um, Mrs. Duck up here as well, and I said to her, this is the first time I've gone anywhere in months because I've only I've, I've, I've only driven to, like down the shops and back. I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, wow. it was, uh, anyway, it's a bit, you know, I'm driving, hang on a minute, I'm out. <laughs> How good is it? It's freedom, mate. Isn't it lovely? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've got to tell you, too. And, and the thing is because um, – and look, this is a podcast and, and you know, we record it and people listen at it, uh, to it whenever. But we have recorded this on the day where caravan parks have opened back up in New South Wales. And I've got to tell you, Vic, people must be chomping at the bit 
because I've seen a stack of caravans on the road already and people heading off and I've been doing a little bit of research, making a few calls and um, the caravan park phones are ringing. Well, aren't they ever? Look, I, I was on the road on the 1st of June and um, there was an awful lot of caravans uh, being towed even on the very first day. And, uh, and in fact, uh, I know that um, one of the, the big weekends coming up uh, that a lot of the campgrounds are already fully fully booked out. Right? But that's just fantastic. I mean, apart from the fact that people are getting out, I mean, you've got to think of all those little businesses and all those caravan parks and campgrounds that have had no income for the last, you know, three, four months, and, oh, yeah. and some of them even longer with the bushfires, you no, know? Exactly right. And uh, and when we look at that, your business has been uh, the same as well. <laughs> I mean, you've, you, you basically haven't struck a blow since late November last year, which is incredible, really. It's a good thing you're tight and you save your, you save your readies, mate, and you keep that lunch <laughs> money wrapped up in your hanky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I used to I used to have a a, a, a sixpence or a fourpence tied mm. tied up in the hanky when I went to school to mm. go to buy buy morning tea or or a pie for lunch occasionally. So yeah, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, the, the ashtray full of hundred dollar notes. Anyway, all very very good. Now, Vic, now look, we actually sat down and had a bit of a chat about this week's road trip. You are a huge fan of Tasmania, but the one from which I know you love it down there, and you run trips down there through Great Divide tours as well. But this is a beauty, Hobart to Cockle Bay. Well, yeah, Cockle Creek actually. Um, I guess Cockle Creek is on the edge of Cockle Bay, but mm-hmm. it's um, it's known as Cockle Creek. And and the reason that I've um, I've, I've pointed this this one out to you, mate, to do on the road trips Australia. Was because um, Cockle Creek is as far south that you can drive in, you know, what we call mainland Tasmania part of Australia. I guess you can probably drive in Antarctica, I guess, if you could get down there. Mm. But, um, but yeah, look, this is as far as you can drive south in Australia down to, uh, down to Little Cockle Creek. Uh, but the drive down there, we do it as a day trip down uh, when we do our Tassie tour every November. Uh, but it, it's it's just so much to see and do. This it's a beautiful drive, um, and uh, yeah. So I thought we should talk about it. Okay. So where do we kick off? So we're kicking off from Hobart. Yeah. Look, you know, Hobart's a great base. There's a huge amount of stuff to to see and do in Hobart itself. I mean, this is you know the, the thing about road trips, Duck, is that it's for anyone. You know, a road trip anywhere in Australia is for. Uh, the young people, um, middle-aged blokes like you and me, and, mm. and the grey, the grey nomads. Mm. Uh, you like that one? That was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, I heard it. I just <laughs> got to go through to the keeper as usual. Yeah, well, well I call myself middle-aged, mm. and you're probably just a bit younger than me. Mm. But um, but it, it's a kind of place. Uh, well, road trips is the kind of stuff that anyone can do, whether they're just in a car um, or towing a van or, mm. or whatever they're doing. Even a motorbike. Even a motorbike, Vic. Motorbike. When we were, when we were in Tassie, you'd be surprised at the number of car clubs and motorbike clubs that are going over on the ferry. In fact, the last time I went over, the Mustang Owners Club. Oh man, it wasn't that a sight to see mm. about twenty of these you know these beautiful Mustangs all loading up onto the ferry. But look, yeah, Hobart's the base. Um, we actually stay in the top park there, and we might talk about that one a bit later. In the yeah, show. yeah, the discovery, but, the uh, discovery park Hobart, which is an absolute cracker. Which one. we will talk about that because it's it's a, it's another level of game. We just keep finding really good parks that are tied up to the top parks um, family of caravan parks. It's just amazing. But anyway, we'll get back to that. So we kick yeah. off from Hobart, and where are we off to? Well, look, we're going to just. Um, 
follow the like the main roads uh, south out, out of Hobart. It's a, you know, the, the thing I love about Hobart is they have peak hour for about 10 minutes. Mm. Um, so you, you, you're not long and, you know, within geez, 15 minutes of driving, you've got, you know, cows in the paddock and open fields and things like that. Um, and look, you know, not being disrespectful to our people who live down that way, we are just jealous. We're just absolutely jealous mm. that, uh, that you don't live in an overcrowded place. They probably think Hobart's getting a bit too crowded these days, but it's a lovely city. I mean, I've got to tell you, it's all, all around that, you know, around the bay and the and the rivers there, and um, it's a spectacular place. There's no doubt about it. Mountains and hills all around it. Mount Wellington, right at the back of of Hobart itself, and often gets dustings of snow. And in fact, when I was down there in November, December, uh, we couldn't get up there because the the the, tra- the road up to it was snowed in and. You know, we're talking about a good bitumen road right at the, the back of a major capital city of um, of Tasmania. Mm. But um, head, head your way south and uh, head down towards um, Kingston. Um, Kingston's an interesting place. It's just off the main drag. Uh, it's down on the beach. And it's, it's almost like, um, oh, look, you know, again, people in Kingston will hate me for saying it. But to me, it was a little bit like a, a mini surface paradise that, what surface paradise was probably like in about the 1960s. Mm. And, uh, you know, but, but just a lovely place to visit right on the water, some great, great accommodation down there and lovely shops and cafes. I mean, you know, when you do a trip to Tassie, mate, you've, you've got to love your shops, all right? You've got to love your cafes. You've mm. got to love your bakeries like I do. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and there was just so much of that to see and do. And, in fact, you know, you, you could stop at almost any little town and find a quaint little shop to have a, a cafe latte in, if that's your, your thing, or a bakery to have a nice pie, uh, and knick-knack shops and that. And, you know, it's just part of the beauty of Tassie. From there, um, continuing on the, the, the main road, it's a good, good road, 100 kilometre an hour type road. Um, near Kingston, you've got the turn-off to go out to Bruny Bay, uh, Bruny Island as well. So uh, you could head down towards Cootering, which where you catch the ferry across to Bruny Island. I spent a, a few nights on Bruny. That's that's a really spectacular place to go to. Mm. And um, and the really specky thing to do down there on Bruny is to, to go out with the um, the yellow boat, which does the, the, the cruise around out into the great southern ocean and uh, see the pounding surf up on the the uh, the rocks down there and it's, uh, you know they rug you up because even in the middle of summer it's, it's pretty pretty cold out out that way. So we're going but, through. Um, we, well, we're going through Bruni Island. We're going, we're going to go that way, are we? Well, look, it's a sidetrack, mate, and yeah. there's lots of sidetracks. So yeah. you know, we, we can throw this up and say, look, you know, there's, there's. I mean, you could spend a week doing what I'm talking about. Mm. You know, the run that we do, we we pretty much concentrate on getting down to Cockle Creek. Yeah. And then there's one major feature that we also do as we go down there, which I'll cover off in a second. But um, but yeah, there's nice nice little loops down through Keatering and across to Bruny Island, and then all the way around that that um, oh, what would you call it? Like a you know a piece of land that shuts out into the into the ocean with Bruny Island just off it. Um, you can follow the coast all the way around to a lovely little place of Signet. Oh, we stopped in there and had a morning tea and. In Signet, that was a really good spot too. But um, whether you go straight to Huonville or you go around the long way, which is by Petering and, and Signet, you end up in Huonville. Huonville's a great place. Um, it's right on the edge of the river there. 
Um, and it's got a beautiful old pub right on the corner just before you cross uh, the bridge uh, over the water. Um, in fact, um, I made that you know, a bloke you know quite well, actually. Uh, I didn't meet him there, but I saw his car down there, and uh, if you I mentioned Milo, you'll probably know straight away. I'll say, well, everybody was listening to this. <laughs> talking about the the infamous Ruthie. Yes, yes. And, he, um, well, he's a huge fan of Tassie as a whole. He loves it down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we were down there, I saw. Isn't bad uh, for a pretend Queenslander, considering he was born in South Australia. But anyway, we won't, <laughs> we're not here. To, we won't give it to Ruthie while he's not here to defend himself. No, I don't think you should do that. But yeah, yeah. I saw his. I saw his poor drive, known as Milo, parked out the back of the pub. Mm. I actually went in the pub looking for him, but um, uh, there was only two drunks in there, and one of them only had a slight resemblance to nobody I knew. Yeah, he would have been asleep so, behind the bar but anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, but. But it's a great little town. It's got all the shops you would, would want, you know, service stations. It's got an IGA you know, and all that kind of stuff. So you, there's no shortage of getting supplies if you're going to go out camping uh, further south down at Cockle Creek, which you can do. Mm. Um, south of Huonville, uh, in fact, oh, just on, while I'm on that, you can get a jet boat on the on the Huon River there at Huonville as well. So, you know, we sort of think about jet boats as a, the domain of something up in surface paradise. You might see Macosi on Sydney Harbour. Yeah. Or, of course, if you go to New Zealand, they're always scooting around on the right over river. But, yeah, good old Huonville's got its own jet boat as well, mate. Yeah, you right, do a okay. jet boat, right? A long river? The Huon, is it a long river, the um, Huon River? Oh, uh, look, there's no, <laughs> there's no long rivers in Tasmania. No, of course. Um, you know, it's, um, they they come out of the, the mountains pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, like at, at Hill, uh, sorry, Tasmania is a pretty spectacular location, as you mentioned. And mm. uh, part of what makes it spectacular is that it's got very, very high mountains that just go straight up. And in some respects, you know, we, we'd almost say they go straight up almost from the ocean. Uh, certainly that southwest corner of Tasmania, which is pretty much um, unnavigable by, by, by any kind of vehicle. Um, you know, you, you go straight up into the mountains and as a result, there's a lot of runoff. I mean, they get a lot of rain. I mean, we spent six weeks down there last year running a couple of our 20-day trips and I think out of the six weeks, we had six days where we didn't get any rain, you know. So you, you, it's a place that does gather the um, a bit of moisture from time to time. So there's lots of lots of creeks, lots of rivers. Huon is very well known because it does come down through the back of Hobart there and... Uh, and then a, a long spit that runs out to, into that bay of the Tasman Sea, uh, just near Bruny Island. When you um, when you leave there, you you continue down along the edge. And it's a beautiful drive along that that edge of the Huon River. It's quite wide there because it's already starting to be influenced by the ocean. So it is tidal, it is salt water, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a beautiful. You know, there's so many beautiful uh, scenic sights as you drive along, views across the water. Get it on a very early morning, uh, sorry, very early in the morning, and it can be dead calm and the reflections of the old boats are moored there. And, and you go through a little place called Franklin, and Franklin's um, well known for its boat building. In fact, it's a boat building centre of Tasmania. And uh, worth stopping if you're into you know, any kind of wooden boat type structure. And you, they have a wooden boat festival down there every year as well. So. You know, and there's a lot of the people who are into wooden boat building. Let me tell you, mate, they're extremely enthusiastic about it. Mm. Um, and um, and of course, they use the Huon pine, which is a, a, a you know, it's a, a water resistant and uh, insect resistant timber. In fact, it was prized by the early settlers 
And when, when they set up the, um, you know, all the various uh, penal colonies down there in Tassie, you know, part of their job was to chop the hill and pine down and ship it back to, even all the way back to England to, to make the wars and that because it's so resistant to marine penetration. So, you know, it's a beautiful pine. It's all protected now and the, um, you know, the only offcuts that you're allowed, or sorry, the only timber you're allowed to cut are virtually offcuts or things that have floated down the river in storms and floods. Mm. But, um, but they do, you know, it makes a beautiful, a beautiful piece of timber and, and great for, um, you know, marine resistance. So that's Franklin. Continue on, on your way, and your, your next major point of interest, I guess, is the little town of Jeeveston. Yep. And, oh, man, I just love Jeeveston. It, it's a great spot. Um, tiny little town about, like, it's got one and a half main streets, if you can imagine how big that is. Um, and, um, again, great eateries, great cafes, great bakery, knick-knack shops of all sorts of things, and a lolly shop. <laughs> a lolly shop. A lolly shop, man. Yeah, okay. So, best, what's, what's it called? The, the town? Geeveston, is it? Geeveston. Geeveston, yeah, okay. G-E-E-V-S-T-O-N. Yeah, yep. it's, it's one of the best lolly shops I've seen. Every kind of, of imaginable lolly you can think of, and all the old ones that you used to buy when you know you and I were kids and going to school. Yeah. Um, you get your little bag of lollies, you know, for, for, for sixpence type of thing. Yeah, the cobbers. The cobbers. Oh, they go to the cobbers. Yeah. Mate, you ever get to the bald lollies? <laughs> mate, yeah, they're pretty tough on your jaw, the old bald lollies, mate. They don't have much yeah, in them. Boiled lollies and men in overcoats. Yeah, they got all that stuff. No, 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't take you anywhere. Um, the other thing about Jeeveston is that it's like the jump-off point. Uh, if you head a little bit west or inland from there, you go out to the Tahoon Airwalk. Now, that got pretty badly damaged in the bushfires that they had there about 18 months ago now. Mm. But they have um, they have just reopened it. Of course, they know as soon as just reopened it and rebuilt it all and reopened it, then everything had to close down again. So, uh, But that's a that's a fabulous thing. You, you've got a walkway that goes right up into the top of the, these beautiful trees over the river, over the Huon River. And uh, you're literally walking in the treetops. <laughs> And then they've got a cantilevered walk that you walk out onto, um, you know, out to a dead stop, and it's right out over the river. Mm. Um, you know, if I was in New Zealand, they'd put a bungee jump off the end of it. Now, listen, now Vic, research is everything. I've just had a look at this lolly shop, the Wall of Lollies. There you go. The Wall of go. Lollies, you it's called. It. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. The wall Isn't of, it great? The Wall of Lollies. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, look at it. Ha, ha. I tell you what, if you're listening to this, Google, if you love your lollies, you need to have a check it out. Yeah. Early, early, you see kids have a ball in there. I'm looking I can't at photos you didn't of it trust now. Me on that one. No, I did. I just want to oh, look at the size of the jars of the lollies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they've also got some knickknacks and little souvenirs as well. Yeah, they've got all sorts Great of little stuff shop. Oh, mate, hang oh, on. Here mate, we go. I, I Here we go, Vic. The best lolly shop in Australia, that one, I, I reckon. They've got banana <laughs> splits. They, well, what else have we got? Asteroids, lollies I've never heard of. Tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're doing a tour through the lolly shop here. Geez, they've got, geez, they've got some. Yeah. And, and oh, mate. Worth going down it's there just huge. for the lollies. Anyway, yeah. all good, mate. No, look, I said, and, and even in Jeepson itself, they've got this fantastic, um, like a museum and um, artworks and, and woodworks. They've got a guy in there who's actually turning the wood while you, and you can watch him and then, you know, you can buy the products. Uh, upstairs in that place, um, there's this fantastic, um, what do they call them, model railway. Uh, 
Mm. And, I, and I spoke to the girl down there at the like part of the information centre, and I said to her, I said, what's with the model? Oh, I said, oh, so you won't believe it. We have this guy, and I think he moved, moved there, down there from Queensland or something, and he moved into the town, and he came in one day and said, look, I've got this model railway set. Would you, would you like it? Like, it's as big as, a, you know, a lounge room. <laughs> and, um, and they said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll put that on display. And they took up half the floor space upstairs. And, um, and it's a fully working model railway with, you know, buildings and mountains and snow-capped hills and cows in the paddock and half a dozen trains running around. And, again, you know, people are in their model railways. Mate, they 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 just they just be there all day watching it, but it, it's fantastic to see. And this bloke just donated it to the mm. to the information centre. But you know, as I say, downstairs, lovely woodwork for sale, um, and the guy there working and turning the wood and showing you how he how he carves it all down and smooths it off. And they make all these different um, you know shapes, cups and bowls, and and all the traditional stuff plus some 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 stuff that's really quite out there. Large statues, you know, two metres high all carved out of timber and that beautiful Huon pine smell. And I, I just love the smell of Huon pine. It's, mm. uh, you go to Tassie and that's the one thing that, you know, that sticks in your mind is the, the fantastic aroma that you get from that those woodworks. That's Geeston and, and then you've got, the, as I say, the Tahoon Airwalk. There's another one out there called the Big Tree, which is a fairly large tree, of course, that you can have a look at. Continuing south from there, and you're going to get, we're going to get down to the place that I, I discovered, and someone told me about it, one of my good friends. G'day, Narell. How are you? She lives out, out near Juni. Mm, um, sure she's listening. But she, Tom, she, no, she probably will be. And uh, she, she hasn't got much else to do out there. But um, but she um, she told me about Hastings Cave. So I thought, well, I'd better go and suss that out. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, Janolan Caves and the... You know, all those other caves, Yarrungabilly and, you know, the one down in Victoria, Buckingham Caves, the mm. ones over in WA. Look, they're all great. They're all great. But I'll tell you what, the one in Hastings Cave, I reckon, again, it's, it's one of the best I've been into. Mm. It's set in a, an amazing rainforest-type location. Mm. And, um, and in fact, when you go down, you drive all the way down to, to the actual visitor centre there at Hastings Cave and you park and you buy your ticket to go do the cave tour. And while you're waiting, they've got a heated pool out the back. It's yeah. actually a thermal pool. Yeah, thermal springs, isn't it? Thermal spring, yeah. yeah. And they've actually made it all into a swimming pool. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you can relax in there. Like, if you've ever been that far down south in Tasmania, there's no, never a day above about 12 degrees. Mm. So it's pretty good to be able to jump in the, in the water that's around about 30 to 32 degrees. Not too bad. Um, do a little, little track, little five-minute drive up to the car park from there and then you walk on a boardwalk through this amazing rainforest and um, and that takes you up to the entrance to Hastings Cave. Uh, the guides are fantastic. You meet them there and then you so go through this door in, door in the, the wall of the, of, the, of the cliff face. It's something like out of Harry Potter or something, you know, and, um, and then you're underground, of course, and, um, mate, it, it's stunning. I mean, there are so many formations in there and it's so beautiful. Um, there's lot, lots of stairs up and down, but it's it's really doable. We had some kids with us, and uh, they, you know, little young ones, they were really enjoying it. So Hastings Cave, uh, not expensive to go there, and a must-do. Put it on the must-do list when you head down there. And again, it's a place that hardly anyone's ever heard of.
You know? No, that's and, right. And well, gonna, you, well, usually when you're talking caves, everyone's heard of Janal and caves, Wombie and caves, yep. and you don't hear you don't hear um, much. I, I've, I've got to say, I've never heard of it, but I, 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 I do it, know. Yeah. Although, actually, that's sort of a lie. I know there's a uh, it's part of a reserve there because I had a, a mate down there, and he said that there's a you know a, you can stay down there and there's swimming and in the pool yep. and those hot. So that's how I knew about the hot springs. So. Um, yeah. But, yeah. No. But but he but I was, he I remember him telling me about it. But you are right. It's not one of the ones that I've heard a lot about, in, like you do with Janolan Caves. And I'd rate it as one of the best I've been in, mate. Mm, so incredible. Know, mind you, it's the only one I've been in. <laughs> Hang on, you've been to Janolan, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Mate. I've done a lot of caves, mate. Yeah, yeah. Captain <laughs> Thunderbolts, <laughs> hiding yeah. hiding out yourself. Yeah, Lassiter's cave. Mm, yeah. There's few around. Yeah. Yeah. What was the other one too? Isn't there one out near uh, near Grenfell? Uh, there's another yeah, cave Grenfell. Out. Yeah, Grenfell cave. Yeah, the cave out there, Grenfell there, with which was um, another there's another. One out just- Sorry? It's west of Cobar too, but they, those caves are like little overhangs. Where yeah, that's right. Do yeah. their, their artworks. I mean, Hastings Cave is a fair nickum underground cave, mm. you know. Um, once you've dragged yourself away from there, and you, you, it's like an hour for the tour, um, spend another hour for the swim. Like I say, you could easily spend a week doing this drive again. Um, continue to head south, and uh, once you get past Hastings Cave, um, you go through... Tiny little little places, uh, Loon River, Ida Bay, um, and uh, they're very tiny little places. No little little ride on railway thing at Ida Bay that you can go on. The kids would love that. Um, and then you, the roads like the other uh, sealed road finishes, and uh, the last twenty k or so is uh, unsealed. Pretty good road, like you know, there's no issue. You don't need a four drive. Just take it easy on the potholes. And when you get start to get down fairly close to Cockle Creek, you've come in next to some some of the little bays and inlets down there, and oh, once again, scenery is just to blows you away. Now, these little shacks, and you know, there's a lot of little shacks that, that people live in down down in Tassie, and you know, that's part of their life. And um, attached to them are small campgrounds that, that they've set up for their friends and that, and some are public that you can you can camp in, and. Um, and eventually you'll get right down to Cockle Creek itself. There is a campground at Cockle Creek and you see the caretaker there and pay your money and look, we're only talking a few dollars to camp. Um, drop toilets, it's not a great, you know, there's no showers and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but it's it's a really good place to visit. Take some firewood with you. It's always wet, always, yeah. always damp. It'd be cold down there. It'd be getting cold down there too now, wouldn't it? Oh, you don't. No, don't go down there in winter. No, um, no. <laughs> this is a summer trip, mate. You, yeah. don't, you don't go. You don't go to Tassie in winter. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and the, you you make sure you you go there when it's not winter, which is somewhere between November and uh, December. <laughs> but um, but down at Cockle Creek, you can drive right to the end of the road, and that is the furthest you can drive. The, the subtle, most subtly point that you can drive to in Australia is where that road ends at the car park at the end of the road. Really? That's um, it? Well, that's yep. it. That's the most subtly point in, in Australia. And then there's a short walk, uh, literally short, it's like five minutes, and you go down and you come out onto the beach there, a little headland, yeah. and there's this amazing carving of a whale out of bronze yeah. right on that point. And because there was a big whaling area, and there used to be a you know, whaling 
place in there where they used to catch them and all that going back into the late 1800s and that. So, you know, the whales were well-renowned for that that whole area. Mm. And um, and there's a beautiful, beautiful, you know, carving too uh, of a whale right on that point that you can walk to. And there are further walks, if that's your thing, that you can, that you can do around there. Mm. But um, for average bikes like you and me, you know, the drive down, uh, all that fantastic scenery, the, all the things that you can visit, the, not just the shops but the caves and the little bays and the views over the, the, the water and that. It, it's honestly, mate, it's just a die for. And, um, and then, you know, that walk out to the most lovely point that you can drive to and where this beautiful carving of the whale is. Mm. Um, in fact, if you Google up Cockle Creek uh, whale, you'll probably see it if you to do that, I reckon that would come up. Just yeah, I'll have a look at that for yeah. you while you're talking. Give that, give that a go. I yeah. can certainly do that, but I've, I've got to say... And you can certainly camp there, as I mentioned. Yeah, go yeah. on, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, for, for for what you've explained, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I had a, a bit of a look at it earlier, and, and if you were to go a direct route from Hobart a different way, it's like 120 k's, but you've turned... Yeah, it, not, I mean, but, but, mm. but, but if you want to have a fantastic road trip, well, yeah. well, then you know you, you do it this way and and make a, a real event out of it. And like you say, you can camp down there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you can camp down there, and uh, yeah, there's not a lot of sites, and it's not booked or anything. Um, I think it's like first in, best dressed, mm. um, and bring your own firewood. As I mentioned, it's going to be everything's going to be pretty damp. Be prepared for bad weather. Mm. It doesn't matter when you go to Tassie, as long as you're prepared for really bad weather, you're going to have a great time. You know, fair enough. Now, I'm looking at pictures of your whale sculpture, and you are right. Jesus, a bit of work gone into that thing. It's a big, isn't it? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Look, mate, well, there's people standing. I've got looking at there's photos of people standing with it, and yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. But um, some of the scenery around the um, around there is incredible. I'm mean, looking at some of the oh, photographs yeah. now. Yeah. Cockle yeah. Creek Paradise at the end of Australia, unbelievable. It's yeah. just, um, mate, beautiful. It was, and um, obviously, a lot of whale sightings there. There's plenty of photos of some whales and stuff. If you do, do what you yeah. suggested and Google um, Cockle Creek whale sculpture, and uh, up it'll come. And all, uh, and all these photographs is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, you know, and again, like who's heard of that? No, like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's there's one of the, so much it, it, that's, that's out there that people, you know, no one knows of. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I mean, and we, we've talked, you know, in, in recent weeks, we've talked about the Gibb River Road and Central Australia and the, and the Nullarbor. And, but there's just so many places you could take, you could spend your whole life travelling to them. But Tasmania is a bit of a favourite for caravanners and, and motorhomes because of places like this. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, and, and those, you know, even in Geeston, the little shops, the lolly shops, the the, yeah. the information centre, you know, and, and we've, we've stopped there and have lunch there when we go down and, you know, try to a different cafe every time we go down there, and they're, and they're all great, yep. you know. Yeah, I, you... I haven't had a bad experience in Tassie. Yep. Um, and we've done, in the last, you know, 18 months, I've done three fairly major trips down there and mm-hmm. two of them with, with customers. The first one was the recce we did. And, um, you know, people raved about the trip and, and there was never a bad experience, which is... Which is, you know, this day and age, that's a pretty big call. If you can go away for 20-odd days and, and travel around, all around the state like we did, and we tried to cram in as much as we possibly could mm. and uh, and not have a bad experience anywhere. In fact, you know, it, it, everybody was really 
happy to see you and great service. And like I said, the food in Tasmania is as good as you can get anywhere. Oh, mate, you've got to, well, mate, you're selling me anyway. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> well, you like it. Yeah, well, that's right, especially when you mentioned that little, when you mentioned that old pub earlier, I got excited. Yeah. Now, mate, yeah. now when in Hobart, we're looking at Discovery yeah. Parks Hobart, which is part of the Top Parks family. And, of course, don't forget you can get onto the G'day Rewards uh, program there and heaps of bonuses with that. You can save, you know, 10% on your bookings, uh, up to $50 and a whole heap of other um, little um, rewards that come in with the uh, G'day Rewards program with Top Parks. They've got a stack of partners from trusted brands as well where you can get discounts and things like that. But, mate, the one, this this park we're talking about today, Vic, you've stayed there, haven't you, the Discovery Parks Hobart. I mean, I'm yes, looking, what about the accommodation options? I'm looking at the, the cabins at the moment. They're like they're houses. Good, aren't they? They're like houses. Yeah. I mean, they're beautiful. You, you mean, if, look, if you're travelling to Tasmania and you're, and you're um, towing your caravan or camper or you're in your motorhome or if you're just in the car, uh, the cabins are incredible. Off the ground, nice and high. Um, deluxe cabin, four berth. What were you in? Uh, yeah, look, I, I stayed in that, that those beautiful ones that you're talking about, mm. and and I stayed in the in the deluxe cabins, which are more like the traditional cabins. Yep. So the the Discovery Park at Risdon um, has has such a broad range of accommodation for yep. you, uh, and those ones that you're looking at on the photos there, as you say, they're raised up. They're on the side of the hill, mate. They're like super luxury. Oh, incredible! You know? The deluxe cabin I mean, four berth. Let me tell you, Vic, it comes with everything. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, look, it's basically like a lodge. It's for four people. Relax on your own balcony with barbecue and outdoor setting. Take in the yep. stunning bush views. And it, I mean, it comes with dishwasher, bathroom with washer and dryer, all the goodies, queen bed in the main bedroom, then a double bed in the second bedroom, or you can have two um, single beds in the second bedroom, bedroom as well. Um, linen's fully provided. What about this? You did say it gets cold down there. They come with electric blankets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate, you've got, you've got to go where anywhere with an electric blanket. But I'll tell you a big tick item these days. Yeah. All right. Big tick there next to Dogs Allowed. Yes, that's did you right. See that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, right. that's right. And so many people like to travel with with their pets now. Yeah. So yeah. that's a big tick that they you know they allow that. Yeah. But look, yeah, we we stopped in those cabins, uh, those really not really nice ones. We stopped in the basic cabins. Um, in fact, you talked about the reward scheme, and they they actually you know I, I wasn't aware of it when I was down there last. Um, Last November, and when I checked in with our group, we had 10 cabins booked up, and they said, Vic, you know, like a rewards member. I said, what are you talking about? And well, I've now got my G'day Rewards card in my wallet. Good on you, mate. That's a go. They gave us a bloody good discount. I'll tell mm. you what, it's like, it's worth doing those kind of things. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and obviously, they have partners, so if you need something from the good guys, you can get a discount and, and other yeah. people. Look, some of the accommodation options at this particular park in Hobart, You've got a superior cottage which sleeps up to six people, which is fantastic. I cannot believe this is this is a great accommodation. If you're a G'day's yeah. Reward, reward uh, member, it's one hundred and twenty-eight dollars. <laughs> I mean, fair income. Two bed standard, standard, yeah. Yeah, standard two bedroom cabins as well. Um, they've got the standard cabins. They've got an economy cabin which will sleep up to four people for like eighty bucks for members, eighty-nine dollars if you're not. Ensuite yeah. sites from forty-three dollars as well. It's just amazing. There's plenty of accommodation options there uh, at this particular park and plenty of features, as you say. Dogs are allowed there. There's Wi-Fi, there's sports facilities, barbecue. The famous bouncing pillow. Vic, have you been on one of those? 
Oh, mate. <laughs> well, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty light guy and um, uh, I got on one once and all the other kids started jumping up and down and I was like the ping pong ball, you know, I was just bouncing around and trying to, trying to get back on my feet and then some other kid would jump and the ripple would go through the pillow and I'd be up and down on my back again. Mm. Yeah, mate, yeah, I love pillows. Yeah, good. Yeah, good no, on yeah, you. Yeah, no, good stuff. And that's just on the <laughs> pillow at home. But anyway, so we have also have uh, plenty of kids' facilities as well. Um, yeah. Putt, putt, golf. I mean, we love that. There's a laundry yeah. to get your washing up to, up to date, the kiosk and a store as well as a playground. Uh, plenty of things to see and do as well if you're staying at this uh particular well, part. Look, we, uh, like you we say, stopped there, mate. Um, uh, yeah, we've just come in on that because we chose that, that particular park because mm. it is literally a five-minute drive into the main main part of, of Hobart yep. and um, and you're, you're completely central to everything where you want to go and, and literally, you know, five minutes go in the opposite direction around in the country. Um, Richmond Town, which is a beautiful historic town just north of Hobart, it's literally 12 minutes over the hill Yep. From Risdon. I mean, you got, you know what's opposite down there, don't you? Go on. Yeah, the, the Risdon Jail. Right, okay. I, I, was thinking <laughs> that, I was thinking that it's not that far away from the Cascade Brewery, which is somewhere I'd certainly go and check out. Yeah, uh, no, and it's not far from there. No, it's but not right too far. next door, yep. right next door, walking distance, like literally three minutes walk down the hill, is a beautiful tavern that they've built. Yep. And that we would go down there and, and get a meal and, and, you know, some of the best chicken parmigiana you can have. Mm. A typical, you know, hotel tavern type place. Um, really, you know, like it's all brand new. So it's beautifully laid out. Mm. And um, and a big, uh, big restaurant here. In fact, we had to book when we were there to get, get our groups in. Mm. But, um, but fantastic. And, you know, all the beers on tap that you could even think of. And and great food, and if you don't want to you know, cook yourself that night in the in your cabin, of course all the cabins have got fully self-contained facilities. You know, you've got a three minute walk down the hill, as I say, yeah. uh, to this magnificent tavern right next door. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, good fan- stuff. Fantastic. Also, if you base yourself there, you can go for a run out to the Port Arthur Historic Site and have a look yep. at that. But you're only you're only about ten kilometres away from the Royal Tasmanian Botanical Gardens, which would be right up your alley. Victor, oh, I've been through thing. them. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. I've walked through them. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and that's and of course the the wharf, the famous wharf area, Salamanca uh, markets, and all that is right next door to all of that area. So like ten minutes drive, and you're in the heart of Hobart with all the stuff that there is to see. Yeah, you know, jump incredible. on the ferry to go see the Mona Museum, um, like that. You know, fifteen minute drive. Only got the roads winding and slow to the top of Mount Wellington. Yep. In fact, from our caravan park, we would look out our cabin. We'd look straight up to the top of Mount Wellington, mm. and uh, which is often shrouded in cloud. You have to try and pick the time when it's not. You got yep. to run up there and, and see the view. Yeah, no, fantastic. <laughs> well, look, if, look, I think if you were to do it, you would certainly base yourself at this this caravan park. It's an absolute cracker. Even the caravan sites, there's ensuite sites available, which is fantastic. Which gives you basically your own private bathroom and, and taller facilities um, and perfect for that holiday base and, and some of the sites there beautifully um, located with some shady trees, things like that and pets permitted which I think really these days um, is fantastic because like you say a lot of people travel with their pets and you know yep. and, and there's plenty of large grassed areas as well for sports activities, the kids to run around and, and, uh, and get out of your hair for a while so it's certainly uh Certainly a park for the family. One and like you say, it's got that you know communal barbecue area where you can sit back and relax yep. and meet other travellers and things like that. And uh, 
like we say, plenty of um, plenty of things to do around the area. It's amazing, and uh, like we say, no, get it's on just the, a great base. A yeah. great base if you're, you're going to stay a few days in Hobart. That's the place to go, mate. Yeah. My book. That's why I always go there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like we say, if you are going to book a, um, if you are going to book. Uh, anywhere in Australia, you need to go to the Top Parks website, just topparks.com.au, and then you just pick your state of where you are, where you're travelling to, and you can. Uh, they've got almost 300 parks right around Australia. So, uh, and, and and you know what, Vic? Let's uh, let's wish them well as they open back up now, because parks all around the country yeah. are starting to open back up, and uh, and as borders close, things will get back to some normality in some of these uh, caravan parks, because the whole industry has uh, really been struggling with uh, the virus and uh, plenty of um, all those people, right down to the people that mow the lawns and do the whippersnipping and clean the cabins, have all been unemployed. And, it's, uh, and It and, just and, rolls on, doesn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Those people don't have income, so then they, they can't spend money on things that they, you know, they've just got to spend money on the necessities. But yeah. all the other things that they would normally spend money on, which keeps other people in, in employ, yep. it just rolls on and on, you know. Yeah, no, good stuff. All right, Vic, well, a pretty good mm. road trip this week down in Tassie. I know it's one of your favourite parts of Australia and you love it down there. And I'm not sure whether the people down there love you, but um, I know you've got a couple <laughs> of fans because I remember we did a thing on the radio a while back and next thing you're sticking people on the phone to me. Yeah, well, and one of the one of the um, I was down at a uh, a really quiet little um, policeman's point, I think it was called actually, mm. and uh, very quiet little bay out in the middle of nowhere. And the next minute, this guy rides up on a motorbike, and I'm you know I'm talking a dirt bike, a trail bike, and he's he's got bloody gum boots on. He's a real cow cocky, you know. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh geez, what have I done wrong here, you know? And the next minute, he says, that, you're Vic Redman, I listen to you on the radio. And, you know, because he listens to you, you know, the caravan camping show that we do. Yep. And, um, and yeah, and he said, no, we listen to you around there. And then I bumped into another bloke in St. Helens who owned a caravan park over there. And he, he said, oh, I listen to you in the duck, you know. Mm, all down in Tassie. Your, your fans in Tasmania. All right, mate, well, well a good one. Two of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a good, and, there, and that's probably the extent of it, apart from the other imaginary <laughs> friend you might have somewhere, mate. A good one this week. A great road trip and down in Tassie. And like we say, it's one of the most popular areas of Australia at certain times of the year, Tasmania. I think it's almost the motorhome um, you know, capital of Australia, really, Tassie. The people just love it and they get down there. And pretty casual, like you say, plenty to see and do in the whole state, to be honest. But that little trip you did today is a beauty, uh, Victor, and um, well done. And we'll be back to do it again next week, eh? No, I'm looking forward to it already. I mean, it just makes you want to go. <laughs> I know, I know. Not long now. All right, mate. Well, I'll talk to you um, next week, Vic. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be um, I'll be out between now and then, actually doing exactly that, doing a, a few trips with some of our customers, and um, then we'll come up for a road trip, maybe close to Sydney for you. Yeah, mate. that'd be great, mate. All oh, very, very good. We certainly cover all over Australia. We have done so far, anyway. All right, that was my mate Vic Widman. Don't forget, if you want to go on one of those Tassie trips, you can do that with him. You just go to four wd net dot au. He runs trips down to Tasmania all the time. He knows all the great spots down there, and he, he didn't even scratch the service today. Um, it was amazing, really. Um, he can put some detail into 120-odd Ks. It's incredible. And uh, he doesn't miss a thing. And I'm tipping he would have been big at that lolly shop buying those cobbers and those jaffers and all those little lollies that Vic would get into while he's driving along on his trips. But he certainly does run a very professional outfit. You need to check it out for wd.net.au or simply just Google 
Great Divide Tours and you'll see the trips that Vic runs all over Australia and uh, nobody knows his way around Australia more than Vic. It's incredible. I'd love to know how many kilometres he's done. He's done absolutely be millions, be absolute millions of kilometres all around the country and he shares that experience and information with us here every week on Road Trips Australia. Don't forget too, if you are planning a holiday anywhere in Australia, now's the time. If you haven't got a caravan and you're thinking about getting into it, get one. You certainly won't miss it or get a camper or get a motorhome, get out there and, and see Australia and uh, it's a uh, great lifestyle and if you want to uh, plan a trip anywhere in Australia, get on to topparks.com.au Pretty simple website to uh, navigate as well. Pretty easy. Just uh, you, you just click on each state and where you're going to be, and you'll see all the parks pop up. Like I say, there's almost 300 of them. If you have a, if you have a, haven't done it already, make sure you get on and sign up to that Gaday Rewards program. It's Australia's leading loyalty program for regional accommodation, offering value every day, every way. That's what they say. And like we say, top parks. They certainly do have more parks in more places. That is Road Trips Australia this week. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Uh, we certainly love giving you these uh, destinations so you can plan your trips, and it gets us very excited as well. Don't forget, you can email us through the week, bluecollarmedia.com.au. Click on Email the Duck. If you've got a road trip you want us to talk about, we're certainly happy to do that here. bluecollarmedia.com.au. Click on Email the Duck. We'll be back to do it all again next week here on Road Trips Australia. We'll see you then. Well, on highway number one North, south, east, west On the road with no address When you're out on highway number